Hello, and welcome to the CEO Blind Spots Show, where leaders lead leaders. I am your host, Birgit Camps, and the CEOs I invite on this show are both high performers and humble enough to share their leadership blind spots. So today's guest is Jan Milhose, and he is a, a very high performance human being, not just a CEO. Um, Jan, you have the unusual combination of having succeeded in a very creative industry than, and, you know, with artists, with musicians. And at the same time, you are very data driven and make a lot of business decisions, which I think is part of your huge success, uh, based on the combination of those two. And, um, I know, I know you're one of the, well, for me, uh, I don't know a whole lot of 28-year-olds who, you know, would have been able to, in this example, you founded a hip-hop label for BMG and led it to number one in Germany. Yes. And, you know, you've been so successful with, you know, with a lot of musicians and us that, that just deal with the regular business world, I would say, um, know how successful you must be in many areas to be able to deal with the the type of musicians you know that you have dealt with because you know they say CEOs have big egos but I know you know I also hear musicians have big egos <laughs> of course I'm sure a lot of them are humble too but you know uh, David Guetta Snoop Dogg um, you've also done you know Coldplay Beastie Boys you've done some work with Katy Perry uh, for EMI when you were managing director at Tidal Music so I mean you've you've really somehow uh, you yourself are an artist and how you have figured out the business world. And then I know that finally you took the step and started your own company in 2013 called Rock Media Berlin. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, and on top of that, you've got a podcast and you now are really in the stage of life where you're uh, giving back a lot. And I know one of, uh, you know, you've, you're also the founder of the businessartist.club and you're helping executives who want to start their own company, kind of like you did, um, how to get that done. So mm -hmm. now all this sounds like massively successful, but like anything in life, you know, it, it's, there's quite a road under construction that got you there. So I'm going to turn it over to you and kind of let us know what, you know, what have been some of the struggles you have faced on your many, many success journeys. <laughs> Yes, I mean, first of all, thanks for having me, Birgit. I'm really happy to be on your podcast. I think it's a great podcast and um, it's very important because uh, everybody has blind spots and CEOs are people who have a lot of impact. So it's very important that they are aware of their blind spots and, uh, you know, get help or any assistant, whatever, to, to you know, to be more uh, uh, self-aware. And uh, of course, that's uh, the same for me. Um, I mean, I had many struggles in my life. Uh, you know, it could, it, I had financial struggles. I had um, failure in businesses. I had emotional struggles. I had, I was sick. Um, so I had, you know, I had to find myself again, um, identity-wise. So I mean, we could do the whole podcast with <laughs> with my struggles. Um, <laughs> yeah. I have, I have. I've learned uh, through my struggles that um, it, first of all, just continue 
and uh, and it will be good again. And um, second of all, you know, don't take them so hard. Um, be comfortable being uncomfortable, as uh, you know, niche as cliche as it sounds, but. Um, it is, I think, powerful if you if you can, you know, embrace uh, the struggle, even if you're just in the middle of it. And it's life as well, right? So um, I, today I see it just as part of life, and and then it's far easier to take for me. Wow. Well, uh, you you dropped a a really big jewel in there that I don't want to skip over, and you said just continue. And now, you know, you know, probably as long as we're alive, we're going to have challenges and it's really how you interact with them. But um, what, what had you become aware that, you know, you had a blind spot and how did you discover it? Yeah, I mean, so also there, I mean, you know, I just let's talk about the last the, the most recent blind spots, because obviously even there are many stages with different blind spots. But the last one was that I discovered that I that I wasn't really aware of um, of the power of a servant's mentality, um, and uh, I I have a coach from you know growth.com, Brandon Bouchard, and uh, the lady from his team is coaching me, and um, I had for example often the problem that. There could be situations in business, uh, in meetings, in small talks, on on events or something, where I didn't really, you know, know my role, know my place, didn't know what should, what can I contribute now. I didn't really feel good in the situations, and um, I talked through it with my coach, and she she um, you know made me aware that you know just ask yourself in those situations how might I serve, and. Um, uh, that was for me a totally new concept. For me, serving before was something rather as a weakness. I thought, you know, the servants mm -hmm. are people who the bosses, you know, co command to 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 help them, and 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 also had I don't know the feeling that if I'm always serving, that I might be manipulated for for this. You know, but others see it. Oh, you mm -hmm. always want to serve. Okay, come, let's let's take advantage of it. But the way she explained it to me was, you know, don't serve a person or so, but serve a higher good. You know, surf whatever you want, the universe, love, uh, um, you know, the, the good in the world or, or whatever. And mm -hmm. if you if you serve a higher good and not a person, but have this in mind, the servant mentality, um, you know, you will, situations will be, you know, more meaningful to you and um, you will have more purpose in situations. You will have an attention uh, when you are in those situations and, and you know, and I, I, it, it was a total blind spot. I wasn't aware of this concept at all. And I, um, you know, since then I increased my awareness and I had already situations where I, where I could use it. And I just discovered basically the, the power of, 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 you know, having a servant's mentality. And yeah, but for me, that was a huge growth step, basically. Well, and then lucky me, because I got to experience, you know, how you serve when we both, um, you know, took a course on how to, you know, put together a podcast. And yeah. um, I think you were one of the most uh, humble and, and serving people in our group. So lucky me that you. <laughs> you, you got to discover that blind spot because, you know, obviously <laughs> someone with your success, you know, you, you don't have to do that. It's, it's really a choice. But I like how your coach phrased it, which is you're really, the point is you're, you're serving a higher purpose. So what mm -hmm. What, how have you defined your higher 
purpose? Yes. So for me, um, I really discovered because, uh, you know, I also, one of my struggles was also that often when I was successful, I couldn't really enjoy it. And I, I discovered that, you know, success is uh, in the beginning, young, young people often take success measures, which others are giving them maybe financial or, you know, how many people are reporting to them or what kind of budget they're managing. And, and that's what I did too. And, or, or the title even. And, uh, but, but then I always discovered, you know, when I reached it, didn't make me happy. So um, I then later on discovered what really makes me happy. And then I can, you know, enjoy success is when I learn and then I teach what I learn to others. And that's maybe why, why, what you felt in the, in our course as well. So that really makes me happy. And it is kind of my purpose, you know, to, to be present in the moment. Uh, grateful to to grow and to give my knowledge and my insights to others, help them to grow too, and um, you know, laugh others and and feel love. Basically, that's my problem. Yeah. Well, again, l- lucky us that you're at this phase of <laughs> of your life because again, I know you're very successful financially. You have done very well. You know, you do have rock media, but but clearly you're aligning more and more each year with with your higher purpose because you started the business artist um dot, you know dot club which is to help executives who want to transition to being entrepreneurs and you know that is no easy feat but uh, but again you have lived it so um you know a lot of people want support from someone who has been financially successful who has been a successful executive and then transitioned into their own company and I think, you know, in, in a time in history right now, what a contribution because, you know, it's the whole workplace environment is shifting with mm-hmm. the loyalty or, or not loyalty people have to a company. And so I think your timing is, is just beautiful. And, um, and I'm just fascinated with, you know, the whole concept of blind spots. Like you said, you didn't even know it was a blind spot, but you, mm-hmm. but you, you were in inquiry, inquiry mode. Right. So there was something that that was frustrating you or not working that had you start to go, huh, I wonder what it is. And by the way, I don't know of a whole lot of executives who proactively look for coaching. So what was the turning? Was it just that you knew you needed outside uh, perspective or what was your turning point where where you actually said to yourself, I'm going to search out or seek out a coach? Yeah, you know, the initial initial was uh, relationship coaching of my wife and myself, because, mm-hmm. you know, when our daughter came, uh, I mean, maybe you know as well, then, and I see it with many of my friends, um, it is, it is not that easy for a relationship, because, you know, just the picture, if you lie in the bed, and then the kid is in the middle, that is <laughs> kind of the whole relationship, uh, and both put a lot of love in the kids. And then, um, all of a sudden you find yourself in a situation where you, you know, a lot of people um, separate or they don't know what to talk to anymore, or they have always arguments or, or whatever, or they just like, they don't know each other anymore that much. So we also noticed that we, I don't know that there was, uh, no alignment like before between us. So we took uh, relationship coaching. And that really helped helped us a lot um, as a couple, but also individually, both of us. And 
That's, I think, when I discovered the power of coaching. So I looked for, you know, coaching in different areas. That's why I did the coaching, if you want, of our podcast course. And that's also why I did the, you know, growth mm -hmm. coaching for all elements of growth uh, with with Brandon Bouchard's company. Um, because, and and also even for fitness, you know, for example, I, I mean, I, I was doing sports my whole life, but then... Uh, when I was uh, like very busy in business, it, it was less and less, but it, I really needed to feel good and happy. And uh, I also discovered there that if I have a coach and have the accountability that I need to go because I made the appointment at 6.30 and do the do the do sports now, I really go. Otherwise, I always say, okay, I go next, next day uh, because it's only me I'm having the appointment with and they're myself. Um, Esteem wasn't maybe as as big, so I could just keep the accountability with myself. So I need mm. this help from people, other people who help me with the accountability. But I'm now I'm aware of it, so that's why I do it, and it really helps me. Wow! Looks like you've learned to serve yourself at a higher purpose too. <laughs> yes, yes, that's part of it. Of of course, of course, yeah, it's part and, of it, yeah. And what a beautiful example for your daughter that you're willing to look at your responsibility of making, you know, uh, of creating relationships that work. Um, yeah. That is really, uh, you know, what a gift. And um, and again, I, and to your point also about accountability, I think, you know, when you when you have success in life after having, you know, struggled a lot, including financially, there's really, mm -hmm. you really, you really don't have to do anything. And I think that's where a lot of leaders feel very lonely and, uh, it, you know, and they don't have accountability. So, um, again, mm -hmm. I got to witness you in the podcast group, how you really, um, you know, you really have integrity with when you say you're going to do something, you do it. And, um, Thank you. You know, it's a, it's a pleasure to, to know a human like you. So, and, and you've dealt with lots of humans yourself. So tell me a little bit about, um, you know, the people side of things. What, what has surprised you the you know, some of the things that have surprised you the most about either managing people or, you know, managing superstars. Yeah. Whoa. I mean, um, the, the, the biggest uh, surprise for me was initially to learn that, that everybody is so different to me. So to just take my own standards or my own logic or my own beliefs uh, and put them on others doesn't really work because um, they have they can be so different in, in all aspects. And then they they are so different to anybody else as well. So you can't take one metric and put it on everybody. So it was really, I think, key in my in my experience as a as a in leadership to really see everybody diff in how they are basically and then find uh, appropriate um, you know behaviors or appropriate i don't know um persuasion methods um um also you know to to really respect them to to show them that i see them that's that was very important and um and also i had to i had to learn that leadership is really one of the toughest things you can do. So I think in a way, yeah. I mean, we have to think about the difference in pay, but that they are high paid. The leaders make sense because it really is, it can be really draining. It's really difficult and uh, it's not everybody can do this. It really takes a lot out of you to, to manage people. 
Yeah, it sure can. I think uh, <laughs> you're you're really obviously supposed to get a PhD in this attitude about serving because, um, yeah. y- like you said, you you learn that people think differently. P- d- different things are important to different people, and if you don't know their profile or you don't know their communication preference, even you know some people are like, "Get to the point, give me the facts," and others are, mm-hmm. "Hey, let's talk and let's get the first <laughs> get to know each other." And <laughs> yes. you know, it, it really takes uh, to me uh, listening as a form of love because you know if you're if you're wanting to get your point across, it's hard to figure. It's hard to serve someone because they may have to hear things differently or they may talk differently. Anyway, uh, my hat's off to you that that you're willing to keep putting yourself back in this leadership journey because I agree it's it's one of the, you know, toughest and also the most rewarding journeys I've been on for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, kind of like you said earlier with growth, it just doesn't stop. You don't you don't like say, okay, today I'm a great leader. The end. <laughs> Oh, never stops. <laughs> never stops. <laughs> never stops. No. So you have to love it. Yes. Yes. It. Yes. Well, thank you for continuing on it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I would say it's it's pretty hard to to stay on that journey if you're not really clear about your bigger picture in life. Um, yes. Because you know, uh, heard that several times. Absolutely. Yeah. So what do you do to support your success? What, what, what's one or two habits that you have in place to keep on, you know, as you said earlier, just continue. What do you do to just continue? <laughs> so I think I have a lot of rituals um, which help me. Um, so, you know, the easiest for me, for example, is wake up at five and drink green tea. Um, it's it's not that difficult, but if I'm a little bit out of my um, habits, if I think, okay, I'm losing it a little bit, then I just remember myself, okay, the, what is your basis of all your rituals is just wake up at five o'clock and then drink drink green tea. And and then I'm get, getting back on, on track with all the other stuff. So I have a lot of habits that support me. I mean, I did for a long time now uh, the 20-20-20 method by Robin Sharma. So wake up at five o'clock in the morning and then 20 minutes workout immediately, then 20 minutes meditation or reflection, and then 20 20 minutes of learning. Mm -hmm. But now I switched it after I've been now at Joe Dispenza's event in Dubai. So now I wake up at 4.30, 4 o'clock maybe, it depends when I go to bed. And then I do one to one and a half hours meditation. And then I do sport and learning later on in the day. I don't need to do it in the morning. For me, that's not so important. And then after the meditation, I do the most important or the hardest work I have to do. For example, taxes, that's for me one of the toughest. So I do it immediately in the morning and before my daughter, my, my wife wake up. And um, another one is do at least three times uh, workout uh, a week. Um, then is nutrition. I'm very conscious about nutrition, you know, that I that I eat um, natural food, no processed food, and a lot of vegetables, um, not so much gluten, um, a lot of vegan, I would say 80-90% vegan, um, but also different, not always the same, and uh, also not fanatic, you know, so I can be flexible. But with a with a strong, like I would say, focus on, on, on vegan and vegetables and stuff. No, not a lot of sugar, um, not a lot of coffee, 
Yeah, so I think nutrition is is, is one of also of my performance habits, and then um, I try to remind me all the time to to live in the moment and um, to not think about future and past, and also to be aware of any you know thoughts which come unconsciously in my body and and bring up emotions without noticing me. That is also important. Wow. Well, that's, that's a whole lot of uh, support that you're giving yourself. And it's, um, you know, some of our listeners may not know about Dr. Joe Dispenza, but he, you know, I, I've, you and I've both been to his uh, events and, and yes. meditation techniques, which is really more quantum field based. Yes. And you just said that you, you know, you now make that your priorities meditation and, um, you know, it's, it sounds to me like you're giving your soul nutrition, you're giving your body nutrition by eating well, and and it uh, sounds like you're giving nutrition to your life and all the relationships <laughs> that you're in. Um, but yeah. I heard you say also that you're now really focused on being in the present more than the past and the future. Of course, any anyone in business might might have a fit right now internally go, what do you mean not focused on the future? How can you be in business and not focus on the future? Can you say a little bit more about what you mean by that? And how, yes. how does that apply to business? Yes. So in business, um, it, I think there's a difference between using your analytical mind as a tool to do, for example, forecast planning, to do product planning, to do a marketing plan and living in the future by, you know, always thinking about future outcomes and, and making this your life. So I try mm -hmm. to live right now and then use my analytical mind as a tool when I need it to, you know, to forecast my business, to do planning and stuff, but I'm not living in that future. I'm just using it um, to plan my business. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Well, it does to me because, you know, I've, 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 sh I've shared your philosophy there. I, you know, and I know this day and age when everybody's, you know, I just heard a bleep bleep uh, and that's usually a notification. We're so distracted by, you know, with our mobile phones and so much, so many opportunities as well, right? You can be distracted mm -hmm. by negative, but also by positive things that being present to right now and and who is in front of you right now and the facts right now um to me it's like you know it's very hard to to serve you know to serve others if you're not fully present to right to them and to the moment and i think mm -hmm. in business that's becoming more and more important because i'm having to uh you know run interference so to speak on on a lot of unnecessary conflicts between people and even you know i've even helped um make lawsuits go away, even though I'm not an attorney, just by actually being present to what people are actually saying, as opposed to the stories people are making up in their heads about what they're saying. <laughs> so there's a wow. lot of miscommunication that happens right now by not being present yeah. <laughs> and yes. by being in the future or the past. <laughs> exactly. So, so that's, uh, that's wonderful. That and I know, again, that you're extremely data-driven. You certainly, in fact, you're you, one of the other reasons why you started your own company is you wanted to be more a uh, long-term planner. And you believe mm -hmm. in, in, you know, long-term relationships. Obviously, that's why you, yeah. you were inspired to seek out, you know, coaching. And so, 
Um, anyway, so uh, one more thing I'm curious about it in terms of a habit you mentioned, you know, your focus on nutrition. Have you always been that way or did, was there a turning point in your life that had you finally go, you know what, I'm going to now really focus on plant-based or healthy nutrition? Because again, as CEOs, a lot of them, and I know you did too, you travel tremendously. It's all, it's so hard to, you know, not constantly go to restaurants and eat whatever's in front of you. So what, what was your turning point? And why? Yeah, so I, I've, not, I've not always been like this. I ate terrible, I would say, for a long time. Um, but now I'm also traveling a lot and I eat great. So even if you travel, it's possible. So for me, the turning point was that in 2000, when I just started my own company, 2013, I got uh, a really heart disease. It's um, uh, Morbus Hodgkin. I don't know if you know what it is. It's kind of a lymph yeah. cancer, lymph cancer, right? Um, and um, yeah, so I had chemotherapy and then I read all the stuff, you know, so most of the people I read in forums, you know, you never get like full on on your full power again and you have this issue and that issue and uh, maybe the, the disease comes back or whatever. So it was kind of like a horror story. So then one point I just, you know, took, took my phone away and just, you know, was lying there and uh, I don't know, I just, I was just lying and then the, in my mind came up, okay, I'm still going to be 100 years old. I'm, I don't have any of those issues in the future. I don't have fatigue, nothing. I will keep running my business now, which I just started and um, do this chemotherapy. And then, you know, I, I would just, um, you know, my life will be as good as before. So, so I, I just took this decision kind of. And after that, um, I, you know, informed myself about, a lot of stuff and uh, part of it was for example nutrition healthy living and and also you know how emotions can you know create diseases and stuff and i think that was a basis for my for my new mindset about it and um yeah i never had any of the secondary you know issues or, or long-term things nothing at all no fatigue no i wasn't sick now for four years or so nothing not even a flu and um wow yeah, it, it kind of works. And, you know, when when if you wouldn't ask me, I don't even think about it anymore. So it's not part of my life or anything. Um, but it was it was a great wake up call for me, I think. I would say so. What a huge mm -hmm. wake up call, because, you know, here you are. You, you've been extremely successful. You have everything in life. You have, you know, a relationship, a, a daughter. And then all of a sudden to, you know, have that wake up call. Um, mm -hmm. I can see I can see how, you know. <laughs> You, I mean, where you are now, right? And, and to your point again, just keep on going. And yeah. and again, I don't want to step over a, a huge jewel you just shared again, which is at some point you just made a decision. Yeah. You're like, I'm going to live to 100. And then all of a sudden the solutions started coming up. True. So I don't know if you, you know, meditated back then, but it's no, it almost no. sounds like a meditating moment, even though you it didn't was. know it. <laughs> no, it totally, it totally was when I when I was now at the Joe Dispenza event. I sometimes I felt back to this moment that as I I asked myself, how did I have this knowledge? I don't know what I did there, but it was very meditative and. Uh, yeah, I don't know how it came to me, but uh, I don't need to know. I'm very happy that it came to me, this this awareness, and it really it really worked. It really worked. And yeah, I really made this decision, and then everything just fell in place. It's true. Well, I think, again, uh, you, that was a huge jewel you shared, because um, making a decision as a leader, 
I mean, I think that really is what leaders do all the time, right? Because you're a leader, you're a CEO because you took the risk to start a company. Um, in your case, you know, I happen to know a little bit more about your your background growing up. And then when I did some homework on you and I'm like, wow, you were actually an entrepreneur almost from birth. You, you shared with me the story about as a little yeah. kid, you already told your mom that you wanted to do the the Playmobil, the little, uh, you know, plastic you know, blocks and, and do it in wood instead. And of exactly. course, now, now that is all over the place. And then you were, you know, into music and you decided to put together, you know, something that again, as it was an entrepreneur venture, you decided to, you know, host an event yourself because you couldn't mm -hmm. go somewhere else. And then you, you had someone, you asked people to fund you and, and then I also, uh, somewhere I read that, uh, you went to Harvard university to be part of their entrepreneur program yeah, so sure. like you you really you've constantly since since young in many ways already exhibited entrepreneurship leadership traits and uh i think uh, in a way it sounds to me like when you were in the situation you you were a leader with yourself with your own mind you're like hey i'm going to live to 100 and now you know a lot of times leader make decisions without 100 percent of the facts uh, so mm -hmm. uh, you made a decision and i'm glad you did <laughs> i'm glad you're with us and and you're right i did not know this story so i mean you clearly don't harp in the past um mm -hmm. so this is the first time i've heard the you know the situation with that so thank you for sharing that and being yeah. again being humble enough to share your struggles with us and um and obviously you know if people want to see your continued successes all they have to do is google you but <laughs> but uh you know as as we start to wrap up the call um you know there's a lot of leaders listening to us here and what um uh, and a lot of executives so um they're also leaders you know you don't have to be have started your own company to be a leader. You can be a leader in many areas. And as you know, with your wife, you know, takes <laughs> moms can be leaders too. Absolutely. <laughs> Having to juggle everything. But uh, what, you know, what, how, if people want to know more about you, or I know that you, you help executives become entrepreneurs, how, where can they go? What, what suggestions do you have? Yeah. So uh, the easiest is to go to businessartist.club. Um, there you have links to my podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and other uh, platforms. Uh, you can also um, book a 15-minute call with me if you want to, you know, let me listen to your case and get my suggestions. Um, some people like to do that. And um, you can also watch three videos um, where I tell you what to do to really find your purpose and make a business idea out of it. Um, the video quality is not that good. I apologize for that, but I think the content is really helpful. The people who watched it told me it really helped them. And um, I'm also on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, all just uh, J-A-N-M-E-H-L-H-O-S-E. You find me there. Yes. Very good. And I will make sure and put those links in our podcast because your name is kind of like mine. <laughs> it's not easy to, <laughs> yes. to remember and to spell, no. but, but thankfully you chose a link that's easy to remember businessartist.club. Yes. That's fairly easy to remember rock media. You know, your company's fairly easy too. Um, although it's, you know, spelled R O C and then media. Yes. Yes. Business artist. I love that name. And I think that so represents you. you. And, uh, you know, it's just 
and your whole background, everything you've done and how you serve people in so many ways. I'm very grateful you were on the show and, uh, and I'm very grateful you were willing to open up because you shared a lot of things that most CEOs, you know, keep quiet about. So thank you for that. Thank you, Birgit. It was really fun. Uh, the time went uh, so quickly away. I thought we only were talking for 10 minutes, but now I looked at my watch. Uh, it was really fun talking to you, Birgit. And uh, yes. I'm grateful for being on your podcast. Yes. Well, like I said, grateful to, that, you know, we got connected through the podcast program. Yeah. And and again, if uh, people want to reach you, um, businessartist.club is a link and I'll put the rest in the show. And um, I know you have lived in many countries and you, you speak many languages like I do. So do you want to humor us and say goodbye in one of the languages you speak? <laughs> of course. Um, auf Wiedersehen. Uh, vielen Dank fürs Zuhören. Es war super. Fantastic. <laughs> and with that, I, uh, and with a lot of gratitude, I wrap up today and I'll add to it. Tot ziens. Goodbye. Uh, adios. And until next time, take care. Uh, adios. And